It is today, February 22nd. I want to welcome you all in. As always, thank you for your listenership. Mitch, got to start off with a how are you doing today, my friend? I, uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, very tired, Jack. Very tired at this 9 a.m. hour. Yeah, you know, the brain's still waking up. So yeah, it has brain, really the body, awakened, everything's so. just kind of starting to come into the fold here. But uh, be prepared for more Corbin Burns, you uh, Darvish confusions <laughs> here. <laughs> that was the. I got to own up to it. It was really bad. It was really, really bad. I, I need to run you through my like range of emotion <laughs> during that stretch. It was like it went from confusion. And I'm like, what is this? What is, what is he talking about? <laughs> the passion was. There. What, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm like. Went from confused and baffled to like, this guy's got to be making a mistake, right? There's like, there's no way he's actually talking about Corbin Burns <laughs> like this. And then when I realized you weren't talking about Corbin Burns, I'm like, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So it all came full. That circle. was funny. Yeah. We all have our gaffes. We all have our blunders. That's what makes us human. But uh, on the docket today, we uh, have to talk about a little bit. I mean, oh. It's it's like the couple week stretch of the year where you're like trying to find filler stuff to what talk about. What do we about, do? Right? Yeah. You know, going to be a lot of filler material here today. You know, everybody. XFL coming up week 2 of the XFL season. We could talk about that a little bit. Uh we have our MLB discussions as we always do on the show. Uh we'll talk about college hoops in hour in hour number 2 as March Madness rapidly approaching the mid-major conference tournament starting as early as next Monday. So yes, we are getting here. Buckle up, strap in. We are getting towards the NCAA tournament, one of the greatest times of the year, the greatest sporting event there is. I cannot be convinced otherwise. It's just so chaotic, so magical, and uh, it's really a spectacle uh, in sports. I love that word, uh, but it spectacle. does fit the bill here. So, uh, yeah, getting close to that time, I believe, what, 18 days, I think? Yeah, because 20 was money. So 18 days away from Selection Sunday, we are getting rapidly close. Uh, some teams have already played their way. Uh, to on the outside looking in in the tournament field, and some teams are kind of sitting right in the bubble. So it's that time of year bubble watch is, is, is high. But we'll talk about all that stuff uh, in hour number two. Mitch. Yes, sir. We got to circle in. We got to buckle in. Uh, XFL week two. Uh, I, I know we're not like huge in the XFL realm of things. Kidding me, this but is what I live for. I live for the XFL. But no, I think I think it's just funny to see the quarterbacks in this league. <laughs> it's just like looking at the XFL quarterbacks, like, Tomorrow night, 9, 9 p.m., we have the St. Louis Battlehawks and the Seattle Sea Dragons with the quarterback matchup of a lifetime and former Alabama stud quarterback A.J. McCarron and who could forget Cowboys legend and one of the greatest NFL memes, Ben DiNucci. <laughs> ben DiNucci is playing. Yes, he's the starting he's quarterback. Football games he's the starting still. quarterback for the Seattle Sea Dragons. That's beautiful. And he actually had a really incredible play last week. He did like a pat. You know, remember the Patrick Mahomes flip to Tyreek Hill a couple years ago against Denver? I thought he did it to Kelsey, like the underhand thing, like the. No, no, no. Yes, he did that too. But it was like running towards the left sideline, and he just did it with his right hand and kind of just pushed, like shot put it, just like oh it yeah, 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 to Hill on a third down against Denver in yeah. Denver. Yeah. So Ben DiNucci kind of did that thing, mm. but it was for a touchdown. Oh, to so he's better than Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Yes, if that's where you if that's how you want to interpret it, then sure. But <clears throat> my overarching point is that overarching, arching, arcing. I say arcing. That's just <laughs> I like I arching. Say. Yeah. So I don't know, overarching. It would be a K if it was overarching. Yeah, well, how do you say it? Like the no, the, I, the I gateway what? Totally two different ways. Like, to do say you say it. the gateway arch? Yeah, the golden the golden arches the golden arc is St. Louis arc arch. 
It's an arch. I said a gateway arc. Huh. Or arch. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it's weird. But like a story arc, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's weird. weird. Like, that's what makes English, the ling- English <laughs> language, so tough. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Anyway, so what you were your overarching point was? Yeah, yeah. Back to that was that he did he threw the touchdown to former NFL All Pro wide receiver Josh Gordon. No way. Yes. Yeah. Josh Gordon. Yes. That's, he's back. That's so funny. He's back. Guess who's back? Back again. Hi, yeah. my name is Josh Gordon. All right, Mitch, I mentioned he ask you. Sea Dragons three point favorites. You taking the dog and the Battle Hawks or? Who, who you does, got? Who does Ben DiNucci play for? The Sea Dragons. Oh, I'm going with. I'm, I'm taking the. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the Sea Dragons, bro. <laughs> Give me the Sea Dragons. Give me the Sea Dragons and a stunner. <laughs> Not really a stunner if they're the favorite, but um, every time I like I think of something <laughs> like that, I always think of the the Max Kellerman clip where it's like uh, the the Iggy or Curry thing. You know what I'm talking about? Mm, vaguely, vaguely. He's, he's like with uh, with the Martians pointing a death beam at Earth. He goes, "Give me Iguodala." <laughs> Was they talking about like who would you trust more to hit a game winning <laughs> shot? <laughs> and it's like, dude, what are you talking about? You're, you, it's, it's Andre Iguodala and Steph Curry. Like, come on now, what are we talking about here? But yeah, uh, we're we're gonna keep moving on here. Got to keep. How how about like for Ben DiNucci? Think about what he had to do, right? Because I think the Sea Dragons is just the dumbest sports name I've ever heard. Imagine sounds that, like a junior league. It name. does. It, that's what I'm saying. Imagine telling your family, guys, we're moving from Texas. All the way to Seattle so that I can play for the Sea Dragons, man. Like, th- how did that conversation go? You know, what are, what are salaries like in the XFL, too? Like, I don't know. Can't be that much. I just looked it up. I did not realize this. Ben DiNucci played high school ball in Pennsylvania. No way. Yeah, I went to Pennsylvania High School Powerhouse School, Pine Richland. Pine Richland? I have no idea where that is. Yeah, I forget what district they're in. I'm not like, like I know like some of the Powerhouse High School football schools in, in, in the Commonwealth, but. And I forget exactly what district and stuff like that they play in. But, yeah, it's good to know. Impressive. So I guess he moved up here because he was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Ooh. They gave him to James Madison uh, for college. And he was a seventh-round draft pick, I believe. So, again. Pennsylvania that, that's a guess. Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci. So, yeah. <laughs> I those memes were so funny. They were, they were just so funny. You're well, going to read notebook. We do have a message from the KU or notebook. Attention, KU community. Stop by the McFarland Student Union near Starbucks on Wednesday, February 22nd, today, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. to learn about tips for winter eye health. Caring for your eyes is important, so please make sure to attend. This message of community interest brought to you by the Radio Voice of University. Okay, you are back here bright and early on this Wednesday morning, as we always are, Mondays and Wednesdays, 9 to 11 a.m. 9 to 11 a.m. Wow, that was... Nice. Did not come out cleanly. Hey. But uh the brain is still sleeping, buddy. Yeah, brain's still sleeping. It was so hard to get out of bed this morning. It's cold, man. The weather just makes no sense, you know? I know. And tomorrow's gonna be sixty three. Yeah. Uh, going, to, going to be beautiful. Yeah, you can't even adjust. No, like, it's it's just neck breaking, you know? Back you breaking. Back breaking? Nah, neck break speed with which it shifts. There's back break, like, oh that's a back breaking play. Like that's just, you know, killer. But then, like, there's neck break speed, which is like quick shifts. Never heard of that. No, it's a, look it up. I mean, I, I I'm gonna trust you on this one, but I like say you're chilling on like an that. automobile, right? <laughs> Let's say something you know, like a motorcycle on an automobile. I don't know, planes, trains, and automobiles, Jack. Great movie. Uh, so you're chilling on a motorcycle, right? And you just floor, <laughs> right? Like, 
sound effects make the whole story. And you know, it's like you know, your body is is gonna go with it, right? It's gonna go as well because it's like you know directly attached. But your neck, because of the the joint, right? Your head's kind of lagging behind. So as you go, it kind of goes, and then it breaks. Well, there it is. The the the, the sights and sounds as <laughs> illustrated by Mitchell Smedley. It's one of the dumber things I've ever said. Neck breaking speed. It, it's a real thing. I know that for for a fact. You know, like my life has just been going at neck break speed. You know? I was just gonna let you go with that. You like were. it was just. I wanted to hear how many times. How sound many times e- I could go? Sound effect. Poof. Sound effect counter was at four. Yeah. I believe. You were gonna three times and I'm gonna put a at once. See, I count the so. as like one, and then the as the neck break itself. You know, okay. so I count five. Five, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. After further review. So over under four and a half, there's a split jury here, but yeah. after further review, uh the runner broke the plane of four and a half. It's a touchdown. Further review, calling the field stance. After further review, touchdown. I'm still upset about the James Bradbury holding. I am very upset, Jack. Two championships. Salty? Did I I don't think I told on air what my dream was the other night. I had a dream, I think it was two nights ago. Uh that the Eagles so the Eagles lose the Super Bowl. And then apparently the NFL comes out and is like, wait, wait, wait. This might be one of the dumbest <laughs> things I've ever heard, so just get ready. NFL's like, wait, remember, it's a dream, folks. And they go, we forgot to play one of the wild card games. But you're going all the way back to the first round. I know. So Let alone be- it was the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Not even like a fringe playoff team, just a team that was not good. So the Monday night after the Super Bowl, which, by the way, would never happen, uh, the Chiefs and Browns played. The Chiefs won, so the Eagles and Chiefs played another Super Bowl. Super Bowl 2.0. Super Bowl 58, Did they actually. get Rihanna back for that halftime show? Uh, no, there was. I don't think there was a halftime show. Um, and everyone was outraged, believe me. Um, <laughs> so then, Super Bowl 58... And literally, my dream—I watched the entire first three quarters of that game. And I, you know, when I first woke up, I could have told you the stats and who was doing what. But uh, I, bottom line is, uh, ten minutes left in the fourth quarter, Eagles up by one, and I woke up. So it's kind of like it's a cliffhanger, real life. It's, it's a lot like real life, you know. It's a lot like real actually life. the Chiefs were up by one. Chiefs were up by one, but so it's okay. the effort was there, Jack. The, yeah, the, the the tables got turned in your dreams. So, so uh, I woke up and I was like, well, at least we made it back. Oh. Oh. It was and then dream. it set in again. It was all a dream. It was all a dream. So. All right, we got to move on. Yeah. Uh, after that. Sorry, I'm just, I'm going on tangents okay. today, you know? It's okay. Said we'd have some filler material. Yeah, we do. Uh, <laughs> we're going to wrap up the uh, XFL slate and a minor discussion about that. Uh, got a couple weekend games, 7 p.m. Saturday. Uh DC Defenders and the Vegas Vipers. Just trying to remember all the cities. Okay, see, okay, minor point, Jack, but alliteration team names don't do it for me. You know? Yeah. Like, just to have a team name that starts with the same, like, letter. I'm trying to think of a good example, um, but I can't because that's just how I work. Uh, But, I mean, you see teams do it all the time, I feel like. But... Obviously, Philadelphia I, Phillies. I mean, that's just it's different, but yeah, it's it, not different. It's a, it's a weird name, but I love it. You know, I absolutely adore oh, okay. It. So it doesn't do it for me, unless no, it's but it's my not team. alliteration. Like it's the first, like you know, eight letters. You know, as opposed to the first one letter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. Like the Boston Bruins. That's a cool name. I know. 
Um, I was just, that's, a, that's not a, that does not back up your point. I was just trying to think of the first one that came to mind. Um, let's see, Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. It's also a good name. Maybe my point doesn't stand. <laughs> but like, you know what I'm saying? Like the defenders, the DC yeah. defenders. Man, that just sounds stupid. I, I think your point is the that when Seattle it's good, it looks when it's good, it looks really good, and when it's bad, it looks horrible. Hey, man, did you watch the Seattle Sea Dragons game? <laughs> Hey, did you watch the eighth grade like middle school football team name <laughs> yeah. go play against the Battle Hawks? Yeah. Yo, funny story about team names too. So my high school is the uh, Council Rock South Golden Hawks, but for that's some not, reason, so my sister plays a bunch of uh, my sister plays a bunch of sports. She does like soccer, basketball, field hockey. Uh, she did field hockey. She stopped that to play soccer. She plays lacrosse. Um, anyways, but uh, so what sport doesn't she play? Right, exactly. Uh, softball. You know. But uh, the only game I would actually understand, she doesn't play. <laughs> um, but the so our team name is the Golden Hawks. But the the female team name is the uh, Golden Lady Hawks. Huh. Which I find odd. Golden Lady Hawks. <laughs> I don't. I don't really know where that was called. Going. I think they should all just be called Golden. Yeah, there's Lady Hawks. Opinion. I know there's Lady Hawks, but like, yeah, they're all the Hawks. You know, whatever. I don't. Know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't make the rules, Jack. I just, yeah, I just sit back. I do what I'm told. All right, I do what I'm told, and then some. I mean, here at the station, you are the parliamentarian, so you do make the rules. I kind of tell myself what to do, which is no. I, I have a whole guiding document in the Constitution, and I will perform my duty <laughs> in the hall. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we crime and punishment, punishment and crime. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Where where is the first seventeen minutes of the show? I don't know. We're gonna get. We're, I'm gonna write it in. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. it's okay. It's okay because you know what? I don't really know what to talk about in the XFL side of things. Rest of the games. Here you go. Yeah, in case you're gonna just pull out your phone and look at them. Uh, you have the. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could putting the ownership on the listener. You could. Wow. You could pull out your phone and look at them because it's Jack's just like, same, why would I? Do it's this? just the same thing as me reading them. If you just want to look at them, but here we are. Uh, we have the Orlando Guardians and the San Antonio Promise, and Mitch is just Mitch is loving every second of what I just said. Uh, and then wrapping it up Sunday night, cause we're waiting all day for Sunday, Sunday night. All right, what a night it's finally here. Yeah, there's a reason we didn't go into the singing. Hey, Jack. Side of things. It's a fact. The show's back in town. Yeah, the show's back in town. It's the Arlington Renegades and the Houston Roughnecks in a primetime. In a Texas showdown. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yep. Who you got? Should I have said Lone Star Showdown? That would have been cooler. I yeah, should have I thought guess. quicker on my feet. In a Lone Star Showdown, the stadium's rocking. Come on, crank up the sound. Is it really rocking? No, it will not X, be. It's the XFL. It will be uh, mildly swaying. <laughs> mildly swaying. <laughs> um, uh, Arlington versus who? Versus Houston. I don't like Houston. Give me Arlington. Okay. I hate that city. The Renegades and a shocker. Renegade, Renegade. My uh, plus four and a half dogs. So. There's four and a half dogs? Yeah. What happened to the other half? I don't know. Poor dog. Yeah. Four and a half point underdogs. <laughs> Underdog. So. All right. XFL discussion's done. That's it. Pack it in. We'll start talking about it. Well, actually, maybe not more, but like, <laughs> we'll, we'll start talking about it in more knowledgeable. I'd rather talk about the CFL. I don't. I can't even access CFL scores without me having to go to like their official website. Really? <laughs> and that sounds like a lot of work. I watch their highlights on YouTube. Sometimes. I don't know anything about the CFL. I, so I don't what's even interesting? Know the teams. It's only I, three I know the downs. It's called the Argonauts. There's That's only it. three downs, Jack. That's weird. Yeah, no, it's so and the uh, and the goalposts are like in the end zone, <laughs> and I think they, I think each side oh, of the field is 55 yards. 
Like they're not in the back. Yeah, they're not in the back because I think the field is 110 yards long. Ah. I really don't know why. Like they seem like random rule changes. It just but seems it, like a weird. It's weird so league. funny. I like the Blue Bombers though. The, oh, uh, what is that? is that? Winnipeg. Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Yeah. Is it the Toronto Argonauts? Might be. But they have the. There is one really good announcer in the CFL. I don't know his name, but he's really good. So there's one like play for the Blue Bombers, right? To end the game, um, Blue Bombers were like winning or whatever. But uh, the opponent, the quarterback's name was Mitchell. I forget who. But uh, he threw it deep, right, to the end zone. Hail Mary, final play. The receiver had it in his hands, but he kind of dropped it, and it hit off his, like, foot or something, like this crazy thing, and then it was picked off off of that deflection, right? And the announcer goes, and it's picked off! What is happening? (laughs) (laughs) I gotta find the clip. All right, well, that'll take us to our first break of today's show. When we come back, we'll... uh, Probably get this thing together, wrap up the RXFL discussion, and we'll move on. Uh, so we'll probably talk about NHL uh, and then shift the MLB side of things as we do here on Heavier. So don't go anywhere. Plenty more coming your way on the flip side of this break. Radio Voice of Kutztown University, KR Kutztown. And welcome back to Aviators, everybody here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Jack, I'm Mitchell Smedley with you, as always, taking you through these next, well, now less than two hours. But we are here. We have some things to talk about, and we're going to move over to the NFL a little bit, a couple minor tidbits. Mitch, I was freaking out when I saw this news. Oh. Freaking out. You know why? Why? Jim Bob Cooter's back at the game. He's back. Is that big? The legend has returned. I mean, did you hear that name? Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's back, and he's <laughs> a, a new name. Colts offensive coordinator. That's funny. So good for Jim Bob. Jim Bob. <laughs> Jim Bob. Jim Bob Cooter. That's his, that's, yeah. his, that's his actual name. <laughs> he's back. I thought it was a nickname when I first saw that. No, nope, no. Nope. He, that's his actual name. Whoever's parents are legends. That's that's incredible. <laughs> what, what a name. He's going on the all-name team. Uh, you know, the captain of the all-name team still has to be Haha. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of great names. Smoke Monday. I love that name. I was watching that Penn State Auburn game, and uh, during that, Bill Burr, famous comedian, uh, he's awesome. Yeah, he tweeted out, uh, "I think Smoke Monday is my new favorite name in sports." <laughs> <laughs> so is Smoke his first name? Yeah, I guess. Tackled by Smoke, and what a tackle by Monday! <laughs> and there's Monday, <laughs> everyone's least favorite day of the week with the tackle. Yeah. Oh man. Nah, it should be our one of our top two favorite days of the week. It's one of the ones with heavy hitters, Jack. Come it on. is. Come on. Also Smoke means I have to Monday. get up at 6.30 in the morning to get here for school. I like Mufunga. Oh, yeah, on the on the Niners? On the Niners, Mufunga. No, I thought it was Hufanga. Oh, I thought it was Mufunga. I don't know. I think I'm confusing Mufasa and Hufanga. <laughs> <laughs> Lion King? No? Yes, okay. it is the Lion King. Yes. No, I, I just don't Lion know the King. words. It's yeah. in some other language. Yeah. I'll come off very insensitive. Yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't, wanna, don't, I don't I? want to appear... That I'm that I'm trying to do something that comes off with, with bad intent or malintent, if you will. Who's All texting right. me during heavy hitters? Enough. Okay. Enough. Don't you realize it's heavy hitters? Like, Don't they know I'm busy spoiling myself? Are you busy, busy, or just busy? What's busy, busy? I wait, 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 wait! Don't tell me! Don't tell me! I found a job. Oh, I said not to tell me. There we go. All right. We're going to move on NHL side of things here, looking at last night's slate of games. The uh, playoff race continues to take shape with the Easter Conference just being a gigantic 
cluster of teams competing for the wild card. Flyers continuing to lose. So watched some of the uh, Oilers Flyers last night. Was not happy. Connor McDavid's so dirty. Was watching the third period. So good. He's, he's just so good. He is very good. Forty-four goals for Mister McDavid. He is very impressive. He's going to get fifty easy, easy money. He might get sixty. Oh boy. Seventy? No, okay. Eighty-two. Um. Yeah. Connor McDavid can confirm. Very good player. Uh, who scored that go-ahead goal? It was off of. Uh, who was it off of that went into the goal? I know it hit off a flyer. Um. I got annoyed. You know, I finally was. Oh, tries out on the power play. No, he tied it. Uh, no, it was not on a power play. To give him the lead. Mm-hmm. I think it bounced off a flyer defender though. Bonk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Flyers. Not not great. No, I just get the better draft pick. You know, just you know. Not that that really matters in hockey. I, know, I guess it does. Yeah, a little bit. What, which sport do you think the draft matters the most in? Football? NBA? Football. Football. Yeah, probably football. Football. Yeah. If I had to say the NFL. Yeah. So. I would love for the MLB draft to matter more, but it just doesn't. I mean, it it, it, it matters, but... A little bit. Like, you get your Mike Trouts every once in a while. Yeah. When Justin Crawford turns out to be a bust, it won't matter. Justin Crawford. He's not a good player. I don't like that draft pick. Like, why? Why are we doing this? Why? Why? The Mets had two first-round draft picks. Really? Yeah. Who'd you get? Kevin Parada and Jet Williams. Jet? Yep. Jet and Jimbo. And he's and he's actually excuse me, he's actually fast. That's actually really funny. So that you have to name. be fast if your name's Jet. Yeah, exactly. Look at like a jet engine. He's flying. Yeah. So. All right, NHL, we're going to get back into it. Uh, you talked about the Flyers a little bit. Oilers won. Hurricanes continue to take care of business. Uh, 4-1 yeah. home win against the St. Louis Blues. Svechi, Svechnikov, a pair of goals and an assist. Andre Svechnikov. So, yeah, would you look at that? Would you look at that? They're and very former, good, Jack. And former Hurricane Justin Falk, the lone goal for the Blues as their bad season continues. 26-23. Yikes. Ugh. Uh, I think those like those around five hundred records are like the most ugly in the NHL. Like if a team's just flat out bad and you know they're bad, like you know the record's just not good. But it's just like the twenty six, twenty eight, and threes. Like you know you're not bad, but you're not good either. So you're just extremely average, and your record looks like extremely grossed. Yeah, at least that's just how I take it. No, it's a good point. Flyers have one of those. Yeah, like Canadians twenty four, twenty nine, and four. That's very. Ugh. That's that's worse. That's more of a spread. Yeah, it's more, more of a spread. spread. That's 24 and 33 total. Yeah, Capitals. 28, 25, and 6. Ugh. 28 and 31? No, thank you. Ooh. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the Blackhawks just playing bill. Like playing bad. Like playing Blackhawks? Like Fly- I, I think the Flyers embody this point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 23, 26, and 10. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, add it up, that's 23 and 36. So that's bad, but so because I'm adding the overtime losses, yeah, to the to the actual losses. So Although it, it, that that's so many overtime losses that it actually looks like a third, like a full third column. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, geez, that's not good. That that means we've lost ten overtime games. Yeah, that just means you can't play an OT. Wow, <laughs> that is embarrassing. You know what that yeah. tells me? That tells me, <clears throat> you know, when you go into the three on three. Or the shootout. It becomes more dependent on the, the specific playmakers you have. The skill players. <coughs> and that's where the Flyers are lacking. That tells me that the coaching, right, in five-on-five play is actually fairly decent for for this group of guys. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So coaching staff, you know. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Good stuff, but uh, the actual players themselves. Get on it. Get on it. Get on it. Nah, uh, more like get off it. I I I don't care about this season. I don't care. I don't care. I really I wish Joel Farabee would have developed into like this world beater. That would have been so funny. Travis Connecting's that kind of that guy. He's very good, isn't he? Which yeah. he wasn't for a while. Everyone was mad, and now that we're terrible, like Travis Connecting was like really bad when we were relevant. But now that we've gone irrelevant, he's like this. Yeah, he went from like a third line player to a first line player. Yes. Maybe it's just because he's now a first line player on like a terrible team. I mean, the Flyers have just a lot of like, like if you look at these players, it's a lot of meh. It's a lot of ugh. Yeah. It makes you like go like, oh gosh. Like Wade Allison. Mm -mm. Disgusting. Keeper Bellows, former Islander, you can have him. By the way, whenever they call Allison's name, like it just, oh, it just irks me. It's like. You know, nothing against nothing against women, right? I love women. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. <laughs> That's a girl's name, right? They're just calling, and there's Allison with the That's puck. His last name. I know, I know, I know. But I've you know, I've met a few girls named Allison. It's off-putting. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, and there's Deborah flying up the wing. <laughs> Passes to Cheryl. He scores. Uh, I don't know if I've ever met a woman. Oh, not a woman. I met a man named named Deborah. Last name, Jack. Last name. Oh, oh, okay. I've never met a man with the name Allison. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you can't really control your last name, though. Could change it legally, right? You could. Isn't there a process? You could trust the process, Jack. I guess. I mean, how's that work for the Sixers? <laughs> you know, second I, round. Have they ever made the conference finals no. since they've said that? Nope. Okay. No. What I thought. No, they've been uh like I said, my you know, one of Honestly, my, one of my favorite sports traditions is is every year have a new hope that I'll really get into basketball this year cuz like you saw it at the Phillies. A bunch of non-Philly like a, a lot of non-baseball fans latched onto this Phillies team. Oh, yeah, exactly. Right? That's why I hated them so much. Like, no, 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 like, no. It added fuel to the fire. But me. I'm saying like I think it made baseball fans out of non-baseball fans, which for you you should be happy about cuz you like baseball and you want baseball to be as popular as possible. I guess. But right. those are the most annoying people, too. But we'll see if it actually sticks. That's why I get you're annoyed right now. But, you know, I uh, taking the temperature of the city like I do, I feel like it made baseball fans out of non-baseball It's just fans. annoying because they have those are the people that run their mouth the most, even though they have zero clue what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, well, because if they actually knew what they were talking about, if they've lived this Philly thing for the last decade, they would know that nothing ever comes to us just easy. It's a Philly thing? It's a Philly thing. <laughs> Uh, but I'm saying, like, you know, championship runs have the potential to do that. I, I'll, I'll ask you. I'll let you finish your point. I'll ask you in a minute. Yeah, I'll just finish this point real quick. And I've always wanted the Sixers to go on that run to, like, get me into basketball because everyone loves basketball. I just can't get into it. Like, I can talk about it. I can understand it. I don't like it, the NBA. But I just don't like the NBA. I hate the, the egos of the players, how it's just a me, 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 me league. <laughs> and it's just so annoying. And it's like if a guy dunks. Right, if he takes the closest possible shot, it's like, oh my god! Oh, you put it in from two inches away. Hey, he laid it in, man. What a play! No, but it, it's like I, I want to see, like, you know, I love, I love the part of that where you go, it's me, 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 me. <laughs> but like in baseball, right, things are flying 400, 450 feet, right? Yeah. In football, you're throwing passes like 50, 55 yards, right? In, in basketball, like the most exciting thing is like two inches. Nah, I mean, you you could see a guy like just heave it from three point range and just that splash. happens. 
But I'm saying, like, he, he doesn't then, you know, go prancing around center court, you know, like he owns the place, like when he dunks, right? When someone dunks, I don't, it's just this testosterone rush. I don't understand it, Jack. I don't get it. It's like the get off me, you know? It's a, you know. Get off me. Let him cook. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get. Well, there's Mitchie's rant. Like, I don't day. get why flashy things in the NBA are flashy. You know what I mean? Like, I can look at a ball that's absolutely tattooed and just go, yeah. At yeah, Jordan Reese Hoskins, Alvarez. spike your bat. I don't care. At Jordan. <laughs> oh, God. Beerling's back. <laughs> this game has been turned upside down. I think you're starting to embrace that. It's a it's a good call for a heartbreaking, heartbreaking moment. I'm trying to use exposure therapy, Jack. Yeah, you're embracing it. You trying know? to use exposure I feel like the therapy. more you think about it and the more you say it, the less effect it has. Yes. Like, over time. So. Touch a ball, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up our NHL discussion in these next several minutes. Big win for the Red Wings last night in a battle of two teams fighting for a wild card spot. The Wings take down the Caps 3-1 to in our nation's capital. Pew Suter with a pair of goals for the Wings. Ville Husso, 26 saves and 27 shots. Just an overall good game for the Wings. They get it done. CB Wise building, starting to build a little something with the team he played so many years for in the, in the NHL and won a couple cups with. Uh, just to say at least, he won just just a few uh, with the Red Wings. He built up the Lightning into what they were uh, before they could win Cups. He was let go before Julian Brisbois took over. But now he's starting to build, uh, you know, that winning identity back with the Red Wings on uh, their new building. Since, you know, they haven't really had this the, the winning culture since they left uh, Joe Lewis Arena, the iconic stadium. The uh, culture but... is actually damn good. <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm quoting? Um, you have to. Yeah. Washington. At the time, the, uh, you know, the what they were before the commanders. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Gotcha. You could say the name. Oh, I can? Yeah. Okay. The culture is actually damn good, you know, as they're being investigated for, like, eight things. Well, yeah, I mean, when haven't they been investigated? Because Dan <laughs> Snyder's just a horrific owner. <laughs> shots fired. Uh, I mean, he shot. is. Correct I shots. mean, FedEx Field is just an absolute dump. It's the correct answer, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, to, Eagles fans falling over through yeah. railings, <laughs> nearly landing on players. Yeah, and it wasn't even their fault this time. No, yeah. it was just poor infrastructure. Infrastructure. That's a fun word. Doesn't that make you feel old, you know? Yeah. Infrastructure. We need to discuss infrastructure. We need to discuss <laughs> the upgrading of our infrastructure. Yeah. Oh, you must acquire a taste for freeform jazz. <laughs> Regs can help with that. Yeah. Yeah. Host of Cool Jazz Weekly here on KUR. I think Regs can help with infrastructure. Um, <laughs> it's a good question. It's a great word. Um, anyways, continue your... Oh, what were you going to ask me when I was talking about the Sixers? Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's it. Thank you for jogging my memory. You're welcome. What is, like, what, what is the motive behind it's a Philly thing? Like, what's a Philly thing? Um, like, is there any actual meaning behind that, or do so people say it to say it? The first time I heard that, uh, which it probably existed long before that, they just picked it up. And the reason I like it is because I believe Tasty Cake used it <laughs> as their slogan. <laughs> you don't get what Tasty Cakes are. It's a Philly thing, okay? <laughs> There it is. It's a Philly thing. <laughs> you don't is. get it. Just like Wawa and John and Septa. You don't get it. Actually, I love Wawa. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I love I love Wawa. Dude, those pretzels, 
hit. Wawa, Wawa just has great food in general. See, I I like their pretzels. Like, love their pretzels. Their chicken tenders are okay. But I, I got to tell you, uh, being up here, being around some central PA folks, um, I may have been converted to sheets. Really? Uh, no. And Wawa, it's really sad. Wawa's still better But for the me. curly fries, bro. The curly fries. If the quality of food is way better at Wawa. I don't know about that one. If you just want greasy... Greasy, feel bad about yourself food. Well, go I to do. Sheets. I have a go low self-esteem. Go to Wawa <laughs> if you want some actually like decent food that's just not I'm, covered in grease. I'm sure the higher quality people like I'm sure that it yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that it is higher quality. Like, you know, they make their subs and all that. Like, you know, they do the Wawa th- the Philly thing. But um for me, where chicken tenders and fries are like the ultimate food group, I gotta go to Sheets. Sheets. I mean, yeah, you uh, the do Wawa have, pretzels do you, hit. Different. You do have just such a limited diet. Exactly. So, so I'm very handcuffed. Um, yeah. In my in my decision making, I also like the smell of a Wawa better. You ever been in the Wawa and you smell the Wawa smell? Yeah. You know, you know the Wawa smell. It's a Philly thing. This is not. This is not an affiliation. No, or, it's not an affiliation. We're not affiliated with talking or, about things. Yeah, we are just talking about our support and our liking of Wawa. Nah. Yeah. I just. Um, man. Yeah. I, I've known people that have worked at Wawas. You know, personal connection. Um, you know, it's, it's in my heart. But yeah, so I, I the first time I heard it. Do you like mac and cheese? No. First what? Time, no, I don't. Whoa, oh my. Um, but wow. I know Tasty Cake used it. Have you that ever had a Tasty Cake? I have. Yeah. Who hasn't? Aren't they great? Yeah, they're okay. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna go home and eat a Tasty Cake today to just because you said it. Despite me. Yeah, I have a a couple boxes sitting in my uh my apartment. Yeah, man, <laughs> dude. I, dude, that brings me back to being down the shore, watching Phillies games. Um, you know, at like the tail end of those good years. You know what I mean? With my uh, with my grandmother, Graham, and uh, Graham. Yeah, Graham. You just call her Graham. Graham. Graham Gano. No, we we call her Graham. Um, Graham Gano. <laughs> um, hey, Graham. Hey. You know the thing I was telling you about the other day? <laughs> um, no, but uh, and and I would just you know. That commercial would come on. Nothing goes better with Phillies baseball than a tasty cake. Tasty cake. Just have never seen that. It's because you don't watch NBC Sports Philadelphia. No. Gotta go to break. I think less than a minute till break. Speaking of NBC Sports Philly, uh, I need to I need to get your temperature gauge on a guy. Oh, well, there's two guys we got to get a temperature gauge on. Uh, like on the NBC Sports panel. Oh, panel. oh, okay. Who? Michael Barkan. How do you feel? Um, I could take him or leave him. I, I don't have any uh any strong feeling one way. Is he the one that always does the intros? Like the he's like the host. Yeah, I'd the say. host. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, Michael Barkan and the Phillies. I'm moving it, on. It was, it was a great. It was so funny because after the Super Bowl, he just he swore on live air. He did. Yeah, I'll tell you over break. What no he said. way. But yeah, he was heated just a little bit. And when he's mad, it's really funny for me because especially a couple moments last year with the Mets and Phillies, he was fired up. Yeah, just maybe I just saw the clip. Yeah, after the seven one, he yeah, goes, "That <laughs> might be the worst loss in the Phillies history." It was so funny because Mets fans just kept retweeting it and putting it out on social media. So I saw it like seven times at least. It was so funny. Dozens upon dozens of times. Dozens upon what? Swearing? <sighs> no, 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 no. Watching that clip back at the Phillies thing. Oh. That oh. might be the worst. Oh, that's embarrassment. Yeah. That's an embarrassment. Oh, no, I think the Phillies had funny. it part of like their documentary or whatever. Uh, yeah, maybe. I think they had it like on there. Uh, it was so. funny, but. 
Anyways, I got to talk. I got to ask you about a couple other uh, Philly uh, personalities here. All right, sounds good. We'll talk about all that and more on the flip side of the last break of hour number one here on Heavy Hitters Radio Voice of Kutztown University. K, you are Kutztown. Don't go anywhere. Plenty more sports talk coming your way next. And welcome back into Heavy Hitters, Mitchell Smedley, alongside the man nominated for Best Program Director, Jack Heim. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, we are going to New York City speaking the long-awaited IBS conference. We're shipping up to New York. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, we're going, man. We're gonna have some. Fun. It's that time, and we've been waiting. Uh, this show's been nominated. So yeah, that's that's why we're going. You know? Yeah, that uh, we're nominated for a plethora of other things. So. Great work here, not only by us, but everyone here at the station. Yeah. Um, so. Congratulations to everybody on their nominations. Yes. it's, it's Best a, of luck. It's a great thing. Exposure for the station. Let's and go bring it back, Jack. Let's go. Let's go, buddy. Let's go here bring back go. some hardware, man. Let's go hit heavily. Yes. Anyways, so we're talking about Michael Heavy hitters Barkan. takes on NYC. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy hitters versus <laughs> New York City. Fight. Uh, I'm, um, I'll embrace New York City. You know? Yeah. yeah My allegiance is there. I just don't like that city. I'm sorry. I can't wait. It's too busy. I can't wait to see the. I can't wait till I see a person wearing some Met stuff. Hopefully, because it'll be spring training for opening weekend. So hopefully the gear will start coming out, and I can just, I can just yell a certain thing. I don't know if I could say it though, because like the one letter does reference to an explicit, an explicit word. It so I'm gonna refrain from wait, saying. Wait, what? What would you say? Uh it's it's like a, it's Alonzo started. It's a Mets thing. Mets fans know. If it's you a, know. Oh, so you get you mad know, at it's a Philly thing. It's a Mets thing. Oh, it is because Mets fans say it. Gross. So. If you know, you know. Mm. We'll leave it at that. Anyways, talk about Michael Barkan. Uh, he's okay. Jack doesn't like him, but uh, no. Honestly, I didn't. I, it's not. I, I was just joking. I really don't listen to NBC Sports Philly because I can't even watch it. So I don't. I you don't were know. Just joshing. Yeah, I was. Yeah. So I just think. I think when he freaks out, it's very, very funny. It is. Um. Anyways, so the Phillies TV and radio guys got uh, contract extensions here. Tom McCarthy. And Scott Fransky. Jack, I wanted to get your opinion on them a little bit as we as we move into the next few years with them at the helm. For the I, I ain't going to lie. I don't listen to Phillies radio. No opinion on that guy. No opinion on Fransky. Yeah, don't listen to him. Fine. He's our, he's, he's a Philly, his, he is a Philly thing. Didn't okay? even know his name before We don't need it. you to like him. So, he's been here forever. Have no idea. Have no idea who that is. So we're going to move on from that. Uh, for Tom. I'm, and I'm not even as high on Fransky as a lot of other people are. But, I know uh, Josh loves him. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Big Fransky guy. So. It is Bedlam at the bank. All right. Well. Tom McCarthy. Tom McCarthy? Kind of a lightning rod in our relationship here. Yeah, he's uh very good. He's de- he's decent. He's a very good announcer. <laughs> he's a very, very, Fly very ball. good announcer. Left field. Oh, no. <laughs> <sighs> he's very good. Another, um, another one of my favorite McCarthy moments, uh, that C.J. Crone home run. Oh, no. <laughs> that was bad. You, you just heard the overwhelming wave of sadness just hit him. It, yeah. it was just like... Me and Jack were on it, FaceTime for it that was, uh, It was funny to me because the Phillies were losing to the Rockies, but I, I did feel for a moment because he sounded very sad. Well, we were winning. Yeah, you were winning. And three. then we were losing. What, it was 4-3 or 3-3? Three, three. It was like 6-4. Really? Yes. I don't know. I thought it was a lower. Maybe it was four that. three, but then it made. I thought it made, it made it six four. Okay, that's possible. That's what I thought. Yeah, I thought it might have even been tied. I don't know. I, I can't. I, I don't remember that far back. I can go back and find it if I really wanted to. Um, and I can't do that. <laughs> we were on Facetime, and it just goes. Uh, yeah, because you were walking back to your apartment, right? 
Uh, no, I was in my apartment. Oh, yeah. I, I was, was laying somewhere. in bed, and uh, it just goes, uh, Crone hits one to left field. Uh, I think it was Veerling is going back, and it is gone. gone. Yep. Off, <laughs> off, off Philly's legend, Jerry Familia. Uh, that is when I was Why out. Why is he on not him. back with the team? That's when I was out on Familia. Why is he not back? They should have brought him back uh, for the culture. They really should not have. For the, for the culture. For the culture. Uh, it was funny seeing Jerry Familia be bad in another team's uniform, especially my rival team's uniform. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. I wish Naris would have been that for the Astros. Oh, that's right. I can't believe I, I forgot about that. Hector Naris, who pitched very well for the Astros, not just not just in the uh, race. Striking the out World Nick Series. Castellanos with the yeah. bases loaded. What, one, two, three, seventh in game six? Yes. I think. Yeah. I know he had a good inning in uh, game one. Yeah, he pitched. He had a pretty good season, honestly. He had a very under th- good season. Sub three ERA. Had that sinker Can't under control, it. sinker splitter. So, what a man. What a man. The man, the myth, the legend, Hector. Former Philly getting a World Series against his former team. So, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Wonder but, what uh, moments like that will have this upcoming season. I, that's what I keep thinking about is what are the moments going to be? You know what I mean? Is it going to be more Phillies moments? It, you know, God forbid. Is there going to be some Mets moments? Oh, no. I, I think we need to see that happen. No. No, I'd be good with just Please. the last good Mets Please, I need being, something. Like, I need to see one of my teams go to a championship. No. I've, believe me, I've seen two of them. It doesn't always end well, buddy. No, it doesn't. So would you rather have your pain or my pain this year? Of, uh, you know, a first and a second round exit. I don't know. I was pretty crushed. I was pretty crushed, especially with the Mets. You were absolutely heartbroken with the the, Mets. The Giants, I was expecting to lose, so it didn't hurt as much. Yeah. Pretty much. That one, I feel like. Honestly, didn't really hurt at all. Yeah. Didn't really hurt at all. That would be. And you got the the Vikings win, you know what I mean? Yeah, we got a playoff win. We surprised everybody. It was what it was. No one was expecting us to win that game. The Mets won, like. And here's the thing I think the difference between your and I's pain right now is like, I, I obviously have the we were right there. You know, pain of like we should have won, could have won at least, not should have, but could have. Um, and you, you know, not making it out of the first round. I at least have you know three rounds of baseball to look back on and be like, those were some great memories. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. There's like those like you, were some like real. You can cherish some forward. good memories and also like like that's why I say to you like that's why I was telling you like right after the loss like it was a great run but it doesn't mean like. It just doesn't mean as much, obviously, because you didn't win. It doesn't it's mean like, nearly as much. Yeah, like nearly, but it means a, a hell of a lot, lot more than getting out in the first round. Yeah, exactly. Because like, like this year for the Phillies and 2015 for the Mets are like exactly the same. Yeah, because we both got to the World Series and both lost. And there are moments we can both look back on in those in those postseasons and be like, "Dang, those were really good moments," and that was so much fun. But it still hurts a lot because we lost. So yeah. both can be true. But uh, so I mean, the the problem is right now you don't have those moments to look oh, at. Oh, not in at all. Twenty twenty two. Like twenty twenty two, I can look back on and just say, great regular season, horrible postseason, missed opportunity. Yeah. So, that is uh, unfortunate. But Jack's got a message from the KUR notebook. I do. Attention, KU community. Bears at night will be holding a Black History celebration on Friday, February twenty fourth, from seven to nine p.m. in Room One of the South Dining Hall. There will be poetry, artwork and performances from students, and there will be an appearance from the Catwalk Modeling Troupe. Please enter through the event entrance by the ATM. Be sure to come out for this special event. This message of community interest is brought to you by the Radio Voice of Christian University, KUR. Final 10 minutes of hour number one, heavy hitters. You're talking about some fun memories from the 2022 Memories! Season. Yes. Memories! Exactly. Just wheeling the cart through the stocked pineapple. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, was that the garbage episode? Uh, yeah, that's where he was like collecting on everything. everything. Yeah, yeah, like a hoarder. Yeah, an excessive hoarder. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's All like right, Philadelphia with championship losses, right? <laughs> just hoarding. Put just another, give me more. Put another one in the trophy the trophy case. Another oh, one bites the wait. dust. You don't have any. Tro- another one. You don't gone, have any trophies. Hey, hey, just keep stacking the runner-up trophy case. You have that thing full in no time. Keep stacking pennants. So. The Phillies win the pennant. Oh, yeah, that's actually a good point. Are the Phillies going to have an opening day home game pennant ceremony for their NL pennant? Probably. So. I would assume, right? I mean, that, that would make sense. Yeah. No, you're not, like, you're not like the Mets who had a 2016 and a wild card pennant hanging in their banner because we were run by pitiful ownership. You had a wild card pennant? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we have a 2016 and a wild card banner in our stadium for just making the game. We lost the game. And we have a banner. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. So you want to know why? What you want to know why I grovel about the old Mets ownership? Wait, uh, the year that's after why. The year after the World the, Series. The year, the year after we lost the World Series, we lose in the wild card round of the Giants and a ninth inning three run home run from Connor Gillespie. Gillespie. Wow. Crushed my heart again. Again. Not a, a very familiar feeling for me in the sports world. Is that the last and time we the Mets hang, made the playoffs before this? Yeah, year? before this year, that was the last time they made the playoffs. Ouch. And we have a banner for making the wild card game. Yeah. That's just to show you how pitiful your old ownership group is. I don't know what does. It was embarrassing. That Still is, embarrassing. That's very embarrassing. That should be removed. Should be gone. Get it out of here. I got this one friend, really good friend back home, that whenever he, uh, like, you trip on something or bump into something, he just, oh, have that removed. <laughs> That's what the Mets need to do. Yeah, get that thing out of here. Have that removed. Is it still there? I think so. <laughs> I love that. So when are you going to take it down now? It's seven years later. Are they going to put one up for 2022, man? No, no. The no. standards have moved past that. Thank the Lord. Good. Good. Well, Thank not good. I like when you guys are miserable. But um, I like Jordan Alvarez in free run. I don't. I dislike that quite heavily. Uh, As you should. I guess like the last minute of uh, or last few minutes, hour number one and into hour number two. You know, we always have some sort of baseball argument discussion. But I wanted to talk to you about uh, championship windows because I was thinking about this, um, and I'm just kind of springing this on you now, Jack. But you're you're a smart guy. I think you can catch on. You, you, we've talked about it briefly, but the Phillies, right? They've extended their two, I'd argue, best um, relievers in in Sir Anthony and Alvarado for two and three years, respectively. Club option on Alvarado for a fourth. But, uh, you know, they have Castellanos and Schwarber for four and three years. Harper and, and Turner are here forever. Real Muto's got two years left. Um, Hoskins is in a contract year. Who knows what happens with him? Bohm, Stott, Marsh, they're young guys. They'll be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, you got to look at the starting pitching. Four years, Tyon Walker, Ranger Suarez. Uh, and then Nola is coming up on probably a new deal, I would assume. And uh, Zach Wheeler, who knows, with Painter coming up. What do you feel is the Phillies' championship window? I know you, you have talked about, I think you've said, like, the next two to three years. Yep. Yeah. So do you think there's any way they sustain the success after that, or, or do you think it's likely that it comes down from there? And what do you think it, that looks like? Does it look like, you know, obviously Schwarber at the end of his three more years probably won't be coming back. He's getting up there. Um, it's, it's two to three years for me. I yeah. mean, if you look at a lot of the pieces on this team, I mean, you have Harper and Turner here for the long haul. Yeah, they're, they're Wheeler's coming up in a couple years. He's got what two years left? I think. Yeah, Nola's going to need a new deal soon. 
Um, you know, you have Painter coming up, obviously. You just signed Walker to this four-year deal. I mean, who knows what he's going to be at the end of that. I just need him as a good four, fourth starter. I, that's all I need. Yeah, but, I mean, that's a decent amount of money tied up in that. I'm aware. But I, 78 mil. The point is, like, John Middleton has proven he's one of these owners that will spend the big money. Yeah. To sustain this success. So. And there's always, you know, pieces we could add. The piece that I look at most that kind of defines the Phillies is, like, this really good I just worry about pitching. I worry about JT. I worry about the decline of Real Muto with the knees. He's turning 32 here less than a month. Um, I, I worry about him. And and he's been a stud, you know, best catcher in baseball for years in a row. Um, and he's really like, you know, he's something that the Phillies have that no other team can say they have, right? There's other very good hitters. Uh, but he's the best catcher. And I think it's a really a strength of this team that when that comes down, when the Phillies are relying on like Garrett Stubbs or, or some other catcher or some other third thing, um, you know, Could have Logan O'Hoppy coming up. Oh, no, he's gone. Wait, you traded him for Brandon Marsh. Yeah. That might sting a little bit now. We'll see what Ohapi turns into, though. Yeah, you never know. Um, but, I mean, so that's the one piece that worries me. Uh, I mean, how worried are you for the next five to six years as a Mets fan in the division? I'm not worried at all. Not worried at all. If we didn't have Steve Cohen as owner, I'd be very worried. Mm-hmm. But we do. And the guy's shown that he's willing to spend a lot of money. Now, I was, looking, I was actually thinking about this yesterday. And, you know... I was thinking, you look at the Mets payroll, and it's like, wow, that's a lot of money. And it is. Mm-hmm. But I think, and you're right. <laughs> I think Cohen's going to start to turn down the spending a little bit. He's not going to rapidly turn it down. He's going to make the moves he needs to make to keep this team competing year in and year out. But he's kind of doing what the Dodgers did. If you remember when their, their current ownership group took over, spent a lot of money to get big-name players in the building earlier on, and then developed the farm system and let the homegrown talent take over. And I think you're starting to see with the Mets. You get you know the Verlanders, the Scherzers. You get Lindor in on the trade and sign him to the long deal. And you know you bring in some new, you know outside faces, Marte, kind of just notable vets who have had success in the major leagues. And then you let the you know the farm system continue to develop. You get these guys in, uh, and you know build from within. Uh, for, so that when that way when these guys leave, your homegrown talent can take over, can flourish. Uh, and, you know, do that sort of thing. So, I mean, Cohen's still going to be involved with the big free agents, I'm sure. I'm mm-hmm. sure that aspect's not going to go away a- at all. But I think we're not going to see the Mets have a $336 million payroll year in and year out. I think that's just special to this year. I think it's going to go down a little bit next year. Um, so, yeah, I'm just thinking that. I think, look, all these teams in the East who talked about it on uh, Monday uh, have, you know, ideal setups for consistent success for at least the next two to three years at least for the Phillies and Mets. Braves, I think, windows even longer to be consistently successful. That was my question is, what do you think the Braves have? So, oh, f- five plus? Five plus, they're wow. Just, I mean, they're just, they're locked up, they're young. It's, it's scary, especially lineup-wise. Very scary. So, Strider's locked up too in the rotation. Uh, they got to lock up Freed. That's kind of the one guy they haven't signed a long-term deal yet. So, I mean, yeah, that that's like the one concerning thing for me is more so the Braves and how much they have locked up already. Um, but Phillies and Mets, I think they'll be fine. They're going to be competing for a long, long time. And uh, this division is going to be one of the most entertaining in baseball for, for the foreseeable future. So I think that's just my take on it. Yeah. Uh, you know, 2023 is going to be fun. Uh, and I think we have a lot to look forward to in the future as well. But, you know, I'm kind of just focused on this season. I don't want to look too far into the future yeah. for championship window-wise. I want to see what this team can do in 2023. I'm excited. A lot of the players at uh, Mets camp are uh, – you know the, the energy's there for sure, uh, and they 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 are certainly 
believing that they can win it all. So, and that's obviously what you want to see from a team. See that type of confidence. See that type of swagger. You know, players saying this. You know, this has the potential to be a special year. And you know, this this group just seems locked in. Cohen himself said, you know, the vibe uh, right now at this facility in Port St. Lucie and with this team is just the best it's been since I've taken over as owner. So, same things I mean, are being said we'll about see. Philly's camp, but we'll talk about it on the other side. On the other side, I think we're coming up to a break. We here. will. We're going to step aside. Hourly yep. break. We're done with hour number one. Hour number two. We're going to continue talking about baseball in the early parts of hour two. Uh, and then we'll move on to college basketball as always to wrap the show. Thank you as always for tuning in. We'll be back for hour number two in a few minutes. Mitchell Smedley, Jack Heim taking you for one more hour on this journey through the world of sports. We got MLB, we got March Madness coming up, and we got much, much more. Well, maybe not much, much more, but we got more. You know, and some other third thing, as a wise man once said. More! Maximum power! More! We are here. We are More. back. We haven't gone anywhere. Hope you enjoyed the break. Uh, hope you got, um, you know. Hope you got a snack, a, a snack. refreshment. Yeah. Set. I back refilled in. my water. Settle back in. Jack, enjoy the next a, hour of heavy hitters. I got my water. Jack's eating what smells like a banana. I did. I ate a banana. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, anyways. That, potassium, that source of potassium. Potassium, man. You're early on this Wednesday morning. Fuels yeah. you up, you know, banana. You need uh, I do like bananas. Are you a banana guy? I am not. I'm like a. I'm not surprised. I don't like food. I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, know why I ask you about food. <laughs> I know what you eat. So there's a lot of, uh, of fruits that, like, I like the juices. With, okay. But, like, the textures I can't eat. We need I mean? to talk about something. Let's talk about it. How do you not like mac and cheese? You said this in hour one and I let it go at the time. The I texture. can't let this go. It's the texture. Have you ever even tried it? Yes. Do you like the taste? No. What? Oh, my God. It's, I don't like cheese. It's a weird thing for me. Cheese is just weird, you know? Only, I say this. I only the say only this cheese I eat I, is like Doritos and goldfish. I love me some mac and cheese, man. It's it's so good. I don't Especially get the hype around cheese. I love Wawa mac and cheese. Am I the only one that thinks cheese smells like absolutely disgusting? <laughs> you ever smell cheese? I don't just go up and smell cheese. I do. That's how I like What, do you just grab a piece of cheese and go... <laughs> Sometimes disgusting. I, I, like, I, I, <laughs> who does that? <laughs> That's how I see. You, you just, just let, let me just grab the piece of cheese. Use my other sense. Shove it no, right no, up no, my no, nose. No, 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 no. Shove it right up to my nose. You know it took me. Disgusting. You know Puts it took it back. me until my junior year of high school to consistently eat cheese on pizza. How'd you eat pizza before that? I took the cheese off. Oh my god! How am I friends with you? I don't know. Cause we overcome our differences. <laughs> Your your food your food, oh, I can't I can't. We're moving on. Anyways, so Jack was talking about the vibes, man, up in New York. It gets me mad. Port St. Lucie. I want to go down there. Where is Port St. Lucie? Florida. Florida. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Phillies are in Clearwater. Um, wow, what a creative town name, Clearwater. What? What? Of course, the Phillies would go play there. Clearwater. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Dull, just like the Phillies. You know, the New York water is murky. You ever yeah. look at the Hudson River? Yeah, you you can see the Atlantic Ocean from Philly. You right? can? I think so. I severely doubt that. No, there's a body of water. I'm, I'm it's a dummy. the Delaware River. Dumb, I'm a dummy. <laughs> I don't know my bodies of water. Anyway, it's still murky. You said that with such confidence. I you know. can see the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> okay, why I say that? Why I said that is because I was driving through Philly. I don't know. I think we're going to North Carolina. And we saw a body of water. I'm like, it was early in the morning. Oh, no. And I didn't go to, I didn't get much sleep the night before because you're leaving early. Like, we left at, I think, five in the morning. So I just didn't go to bed. 
that night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's a body of water. Is that, is that the Atlantic Ocean? I'm like, no, it's not the Atlantic Ocean. Dummy. Got to get across New Jersey there, Jack. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. Well, well, water, we didn't drive through know? Jersey. We went from. Yeah, Philly's no, I'm saying Delaware. you got to get across New Jersey to get to yeah, the Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. East. Oh, East? I thought you said Weast. Weast. What kind of compass are you reading there, lad? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, Clearwater, because Florida's beautiful. Uh, Clearwater is a nice oh, I mean, I've been to Florida once, but. I've been to Florida. It was in times. Disney World. I've been to Margaritaville a few times. <laughs> of course you have. No, I haven't, actually. I was oh, just really? Quoting, I was just quoting a song. Because I, I know you're a big Jimmy Buff guy. I may have been to, like, a Margaritaville once on a vacation. You know what I mean? <laughs> Obviously, I didn't have any margaritas. I'm ready. But... Vacation. Yeah. When I'm old enough, you know, go to Margaritaville. So, um, I don't know. Maybe. I turn 21 later this year. Do you? Yeah. No way. Yep. Wow. I guess that's how numbers work. When's your birthday? August. August uh, 8th. No. 11th. Nope. 13th. You did that. You did that. You've done this before. I have. You're close. Uh, 16th. Right there. 15th. Yes. Ah! Okay. I'm always a week early, you know? You always say the 8th. August 8th. That's the, uh, the anniversary of the Phillies completing a three-game sweep over the Mets in 2021. <laughs> Do you really cherish it that much? It was a very good series. You really cherish it that much that you remember the exact dates of a Philly Super Sixth, match. seventh, and eighth. <laughs> so that's wow, that's bad. No, I'll, I'll tell you, there's a uh, actually much bigger reason I remember that day. Um, <laughs> Fateful day. It's actually really funny. Um, no, but I, you know, August sixth was when Harper hit that two run homer off the back wall. Tom McCarthy. Uh, you know who caught the final out of that game in center field? Oh, was that the one he crushed off Diaz? Yes. Yeah. You know who caught the final out of that game? I don't know. Travis Jankowski in center field. <laughs> Former Phillies and Mets legend. Yeah, exa- that's why I brought it up. <laughs> I don't just bring these random nuggets of information to you for nothing. Travis Jankowski, the harpoon. For nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the you know, the next two days. Wheeler put on an absolute clinic on Roy Halladay Day. Roy Hallett Day. Oh, Zach Wheeler. Yeah, he was beautiful. But uh, anyway. We will make you pay. No. No, you will not. Uh, Zach Wheeler or Justin Verlander? Who's going to be better this year? JV. Not true. JV, baby. Aaron Nola or Max Scherzer? I said, where are we going? I said the moon. Justin Verlander. What does that mean? (laughs) Sky, beyond limits, man. We're going going up. That's all I'm saying. I have no idea what that is. The train's taken off. The train has left the The station. (laughs) What? The train's taken off? Yeah. Left the station? Take Not hell. Planes take off, Jack. I mean, you can take <laughs> the tra- off. If the train is taking off, we have some <laughs> bigger questions to answer. Yeah, I, I, I more meant leaving the station. <laughs> I, 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 okay, so what happened was I said the moon, then I said train. I went all over the place That there. was really interesting. I know. Like There was no like one stable point of that. Read your notebook, then I'll talk about Philly's camp. <laughs> take it off. Train's <laughs> taking off, everybody. The all car right. is docking. Uh, attention, K community. The PA Trans Equity Project will be facilitating a workshop on what you need to know about the legal name change process in PA. Please be sure to attend this informational event taking place on Monday, February 27th from 4 to 5 p.m. in the Boxwood House. This message of community interest is brought to you by the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Heavy hitters, Wednesday morning. I'm tired. I don't know about you. Hi, tired. I'm Mitch. Okay. Haha. 
That's so funny. I almost said Jack. <laughs> I tired. I'm Jack. That literally was this close to coming. Out I of my wish mouth. you would have said that. I would have yeah. grilled you for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, but Phillies camp. So Jack's talking about high vibes over in Port St. Lucie, shooting over to Clearwater. And it's pretty similar, man. Like, you know, Trey Turner's just beating cars up left and right. I'm going to keep mentioning that. Or is he just punching cars? No, he, he's hitting them in batting practice, <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah. Oh, wow. He's using... He's, he swung and missed. Instead and of swinging at baseballs, he's swinging his bat at cars. Well, you know, he, he likes the challenge of it. He's still hitting them 400 feet. It seems like a... <laughs> seems like an obstacle. Bit overkill, yeah. Uh, no, but um, really, these, these guys... Uh, by the way, breaking news. Not really, but uh, I wanted to mention Because I heard a, heard a story that Garrett Stubbs himself has uh, confirmed that uh, Dancing on My Own was a one-time thing. Good. And it will not be used anymore. Good. Uh, which cats. I agree with. I think it's you a copy very good Boston. Move. Oh, my goodness. From 2018. Oh, be original. It's a Philly thing. We copy cat from everyone else. Quiet. It's a Philly thing. We do everything better than Boston. Except when. So, actually, like, you know, the two specific teams, I probably have more of a hatred toward uh, the Mets and Giants. But... The teams that annoy me and just get under my skin more, Patriots and Red Sox and Bruins, actually. So the and, entire, and the, like, so the I, entire city of Boston. And the Celtics. I actually really hate the Celtics. So all of Boston. And Philly always loses to the Celtics. I think, I think you should have just said the Boston entire city of Boston. so much. I cannot stand it. It's, it's up there in my top three worst U.S. cities with L.A. and New Orleans. What did New Orleans do to you? It's under sea level. Taking tax dollars for nothing. So you don't like water? <laughs> no, I don't like cities built where they're going to be flooded. So sea, so sea level perturbs you, Mitch? Yeah, uh, uh, under it, yes. Under sea level. Under being Building under sea level. Fine, if you want to do that on your own dollar, Genius. fine. But taking my tax dollars for that? No, thank you. No, nope, you don't you. live in New Orleans. I know they're not your tax. No, no, knowledge. but they they take federal funding for like FEMA. You know what I mean, Mitch? They're using your taxpayer. They're dollars. taking my money. Tell them to bring me my money. All like you know, few hundred dollars I paid in taxes this year. <laughs> you know, what difference does it make? But I care. It's the principle of it, Jack. What are we just going to start building the whole country under the ocean? I got fifty dollars in tax returns in this last year. I think. Did you see? How do I get my tax returns? I don't know. I think my W two was filed. I yeah. really don't know anything. <laughs> Accountants. If they come for me, just please take this as my official statement. I really don't know what's going on. Yeah. I, I they just when you turn eighteen, they just expect you to know this. It's like yeah. I was never trained. Know how to tax stuff. Yeah. Can know we how learn to file this in your school, darn please. Know how to file your darn taxes. You're good. All right. Enough about taxes, enough yeah. about whatever mumbo-jumbo we're talking about. Back to uh Talking Phillies. about vibes. You're talking about vibes. But I this, think we both say good a, vibes. This has a veteran. So what, what last year did, this is my main point. I was building up to it. I kept getting sidetracked. The main point is that last year brought on to these young, even the young guys, right? You know how you had the veterans, Schwarber, Harper, who didn't even have that much playoff experience, uh, Castellanos, same thing. But like. Now, like those guys, but also the young guys have a lot more experience. Like they went all the way to the World Series and they saw that it takes a lot to get there and it takes a lot more to win it. And you have to be dialed, dialed in. Uh, and I think even the young guys understand that now. Like Bohm, right, with all that experience under his belt, how much better can he be? How much more confident can he be? Because we know confidence goes a long, a long way in his game. A long, a long. <laughs> uh, Bryson Stott, right? 
Brandon Marsh. Uh, these these young guys, right? How much more confident can they play this year, and how much more can they improve? Uh, rather than a Mets team that you know their their confidence is shaky, yet another collapse in. in how is it shaky? It's got to be shaky. Go ask the players in that team. After they losing have, to the Dre's, they're not saying it's shaky. After losing to Doctor Dre's over there, you put that in the past, man. No, you don't. It haunts you. No, it doesn't. Uh, and the Phillies, right? It's not even like they have the overconfidence of a team that won it, right? They know it's difficult. They know what they have to do, and they're going to keep adding pieces and pieces and pieces. The front office is doing their part. Now the players know it's on them, and they have a relaxed dedication, I think is the way I would put it. From hearing what players are saying, hearing statements in, in different articles and stuff, they seem like they're really ready for the challenge. They know, And they, they know it's going to be a challenge. It's not like, yeah, we have our formula, we're just going to follow it. They know it's a challenge. They know they got to keep pushing themselves. And I'm really excited to see how that looks on the diamond this year. It's going to look better than the Mets. I know that. Everyone knows that. Want a handshake that the Mets finish better than the Phillies? Yeah, I'll take that bet. Put her out, partner. Here we go. I just hit your computer. I'm sorry. Been put in motion. Yeah. Handshake. So what? What do I win? Great. What do I win? Uh, Nothing. To be decided. <laughs> yeah. To be decided. We'll set the terms. We'll announce them. Yeah. But I have full confidence that I'm going to win this. So. Really. No. 100. percent Really? What's your What's your forecasted Mets win total? 96. 96? 97. And your Phillies? 89. You think they're only two wins better than last year? We'll see. You're crazy. You're crazy. I am interested to see how wins shift as a whole with this new schedule. Yeah. It's going to be very hard to forecast, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's a uh, bad prediction on Jack's part. Going a full eight games better for the Mets. That's, that just doesn't make sense. Like, where is the overall, like, far and away better? Oh, our pitching is infinitely better. Infinitely better? Yes, 100%. Infinitely better. I'm taking a rotation leaps and bounds. I'll take your rotation, but I don't think it's infinitely better. Oh, yeah, it is. We have a top two rotation. You have a top ten. Infinitely better? Yeah. You think you have the best rotation in baseball? Us and the Yankees, yeah. You and the Yankees? Yeah. Okay, we'll see how it goes. So, I have my doubts. Too. Uh, what's the what's Mr. Foreigner's name? Sanga? Yeah, yeah, Sanga. Yeah. We'll see how he goes. Verlander's going to be primed for a decline. I don't even believe in shirt. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, how about Bryson Stott being the only person to go four for four off Scherzer? Or four for five. I think he had for only person had four hits in a game. And I think they still lost that game. No, that was the Apple TV game. No, was it? I thought he did that in Philly. No, it was in City Field. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, that I was don't impressive. care. Bryson Stott, man, will haunt Max Scherzer forever. I don't think so. Him and uh, Oranga. Do you know where he plays? San Diego. Slam Diego. Yes. Almost correct. It was Slam Diego, Jack. It was a grand yeah, slam. Yeah, well. Grand slam off Max Scherzer. I don't want to talk about the Padres. I do. I don't. Uh, what do you think their chances of winning the National League are? National League in general? Yeah. Where do you think they I don't think they're making it out of the NL. Really? No. Why? Just don't. They're loading up. Yeah, and. Uh, Did they sign a new pitcher this uh, offseason? I just don't like their pitching. Really? Their bottom two rotational starters are transformed relievers. Yes. Seth Lugo is their starting pitcher, is their fifth starter. I'm aware. It's not optimal. No. But they have uh, they have mashers. And I don't think Snell and Darvish, no, not Darvish, Musgrove is the most consistent of the three. Yeah, Snell and, Snell and Darvish are just up and down pitchers. I mean, when they're on, they can, you know, light it up. I'll never forgive Blake Snell. 
And if they're off, they're just terrible. I mean, they're bad. Especially Snell. I mean, Snell's horrible if he's not having a good night. That's correct. It is correct. Like, you know, there's guys who can have a bad night and can still toe the line and have a decent performance. No, not those guys. If they're off, they, it's, it is, it's, an, it, it's, it's an atrocity. I think it's a good point. I mean, look, there have been success stories of converting pitchers out of the bullpen, right? Like, that's happened before. It's what more of starters and relievers, though. No, I mean, Ranger Suarez, right? I mean, yeah, Jason but he Boy. was he had starting experience before. It's not like you just said, okay, we're going to make you a full-time starting. Oh, do these guys experience. not have any? I mean, Lugo started a couple I games. I thought so, yeah. But it's not like he's, you know, been this guy who's gone, like, three, four innings at the bullpen and, yeah, like, not at innings either. can do it. Like, he's not a I don't, like, I don't know if Lugo's ever thrown more than, you know, 60 pitches in an outing in a Met uniform. Gotcha. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know. We'll see how it works for them. It's an experiment. Uh, Dodgers, obviously, you think are still the class of the West? Uh, I think the Padres actually win that division this year. Oh, oh, for as bad as you just talked about them. No, like, they're still a very good baseball team. And considering the Dodgers didn't really do much at all, the the Padres are are better in my eyes. But it's just, I don't love what they got on the starting pitching side of things. I don't. I think that can be the downfall of the team. Hmm. I think that's where they can be. That's where they're vulnerable to get hurt. Look, the Phillies just proved that you can make a run in the playoffs if you have three strong pitchers. I mean, if Darvish and Snell are on, along with Musgrove, exactly. Like, but they have to be on every night. And what if if they're not? It's I mean, you can so. have like the one, the one bad start. You know, you can have that. Like the Phillies actually struggled to win the Nola Wheeler starts in the playoffs uh, after the after the Cardinals series. Yeah, I mean, well, it's also because, I mean, especially. I mean, Wheeler just was not great to me in the playoffs. Like he was, he had. He had I thought he was very good. Like, so, I mean, he game one against the Braves, not great, and that LDS. He allowed two runs in game six. You know, the two charged to him uh, off the Alvarez home run, right? Oh, um, three were no, no, because no. Alvarado gave. Up yeah, the homer. yeah, yeah. Um, you had uh, what other pitchers' duels was he involved in? Was he game two where they just roped him in for three doubles off the bat? Yes. Uh, yep. Yeah, that, that was him. Yeah, Game 2 World Series, they got to him. Yeah. Uh, he. I mean, he went toe-to-toe with Darvish in um, in Game 1 of the NLDS. Yeah, that was his best performance of the postseason. And he pitched again um, in that series. Was he Game 5? Uh, I believe he was Game 5, which all he allowed was the homer to Soto. Yeah. Padres here is really good. Yeah, he was very good there. But his brave start was... It was okay. Which he didn't allow a lot of runs, but he just got he got worked. Like he had to, which he had game to f- was he? Scratch a clock. Game one. No, that was Ranger. Uh, game two then. That was Nola, or was it Wheeler? I don't know. I yeah. thought Wheeler pitched in Atlanta. Might have been Wheeler then. Yeah, where Hoskins had the error that led to all three runs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's under the glove and in a right field. Made up for it with a three run bomb. All right, we got to go to the first break. Hour two. When we come back, we're gonna keep talking about all things baseball. Uh, probably to take us in before our March Madness stuff to wrap up the show. So uh, we'll be back momentarily after a brief message from our station. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everybody here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. K, you are Kutztown. Jack Kime is always joined by my Philly sports loving friend, Mitchell Smedley. He's a Philly thing. (laughs) I mean, I guess you are from like near. Are you close to Philly? Uh, About 45, depending on which part of the city you're getting to, 30 to 45 minutes. How close do you see CBP? 
to Citizens Bank Park. It's about a 50, 55-minute drive. That's not bad at all. Nah, nah, it's fine. Uh, not at all, boy. <laughs> not at all, boy. <laughs> yeah, also a one-hour train ride away. So Yeah, no, CBP, I love it there. I can't wait to get back. I want to try to go to a game in the uh, like in April or something. Yeah, I want to try to go to you a couple of Mets games this year. You got to come to CBP. I'd go to CBP again. It's yeah. not a bad ballpark. It's not. Come on down. Yeah, Just well, not going to wear anything Mets affiliated because yeah. I do not want to get myself involved in something hostile. Yeah. Yeah, man. Actually, at the Braves-Phillies game I went to last year, I saw a couple of people in Mets hats, and I was going up to them saying, yeah, let's go Mets, baby. Let's go Mets. And they were like, yeah. At a Braves-Phillies game? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's so weird. But those are my people. No. Um, those are my people. I actually got like three, you know, really good games last year, you know? I mean, we like, lost two of them. We I mean, were, yeah, we I was going to say, a couple really good games. Like, I knew you lost a couple that you went to. It's like, how good could it be? But I got to see the Schwarber freak out, right? Like, that, oh, that was funny. freak out. Yeah. And Schwarber. Oh, you, oh, wait, you were at that game, the Sunday night game? Yes. Against the Brewers? I told you that. Like, oh, yeah. A million times. Yeah, so you saw Eric Lauer just absolutely shove. Shove? Yes. Yeah. 13 Ks over seven innings, the best uh, performance because, of his career. Because Angel Hernandez was behind. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. That, that very that. much aided Eric Lauer's performance. But I think it's so funny. You can pinpoint a box score and say Eric Lauer went seven innings with 13 Ks. That's just why baseball is amazing. Because you see stuff like that happen. Yeah. How often in the NBA do you see a guy who's like, I don't know, like your seventh man off the bench drop like 20 plus points yeah it doesn't happen 25 points we'll, we'll make it that like that that would be the equivalent i would say yeah. in the nba it was bad bases loaded sixth inning couldn't get a run home uh it was it was upsetting but you know being there when schorber was upset right that was funny um and then being there when everyone was upset at nick castellanos which i you know led the charge of and then seeing a jake owen concert you know for my birthday that was awesome too and then uh, I got to see my first walk-off win, albeit it had to be against the Reds. <laughs> Shouldn't have been an issue. But... <laughs> what if the Reds-Phillies games and CPP are just always weird? <laughs> They're always weird, Remember bro. Vince Velasquez playing left field against yes, the Reds? In the, in the 14th inning? Yeah. And he throws out Suarez at the plate! And he made the diving catch? Yeah. Yes, I remember Gold Glover, that. Vince Velasquez. I was watching field. that. Um, throw on a couple of hops is in time. Um, yeah, and then there was also there was a game, and this is why I'm, I'm double upset. Like, sure, I would be upset at Castellanos for the year he just had, but this makes me double upset. Is that there was a game against the Phillies where he hit like three for four or three for five, a double, two home runs, and a grand slam, seven RBIs against the Phillies. I was so I, I was like this Castellanos guy. All he does is hit, and the Phillies have signed Nick Castellanos. Yo! And Castellanos swigs and misses. He's struck him out, and that'll end Game Five of the World Series. You mad? I'm very mad. I'm very mad. You mad? I'm very. So who do you, who do you think is a worse player, Nick Castellanos or Jose Alvarado? Oh, probably Alvarado. Right, Alvarado. I think Castellanos is more prone. Oh, to by a the way, back. I have an announcement for you. Oh boy, uh, I'm gonna go to the I'm gonna go to CBP, watch Mets Phillies, and don myself in full Mets gear. Okay, yeah, that, that's some comp. You were just like no Mets gear. 
No Mets game. Well, not not, not at a non-Mets Phillies game. Oh, I feel like that, that would be like, stupid. Yeah, I feel like no one would beat you up. Can, they would just laugh can, at you. Confused fan of the game here. Yeah, uh, that's like going to like a Phillies like Reds game, and you're wearing like a Yankee, a Mariners jersey. Yeah, Mariners jersey. Like a Gene Segura Mariners jersey. Okay, that's a, at least acceptable. Yeah, because he was a former Philly. For yeah, but for like a few let's years. say let's say a uh, a uh, <laughs> I don't know. A J.B. Crawford Mariner jersey. I I would personally <laughs> escort that fan. <laughs> that would be so funny. I, I, had, I had to think hard about that for a second. I'm like, oh yeah, J.P. Crawford's on the Mariners. J.P. Crawford. I'll never forget Phillies fans were gassing that dude up so hard. They were like, this kid, this guy's gonna be our next Jimmy Rollins, our next future shortstop. Nope. Now he's actually good with the Mariners. Yeah, Carlos Santana's now serviceable. <laughs> <laughs> After punching our TVs, oh, <laughs> remember that the Mariners. Honestly, it's funny how both of our franchises are so intertwined with the Mariners. Is it? What do the Mets do with the Mariners? Uh Chris Flexen, former Met, was mm. a Mariners pitcher last year. Uh let's see. There's a lot. Justin Dunn, former Met, was a Mariner. Went back in the Diaz trade. Jerry Kelnick is a Mariner. Um, ooh, let's see. Paul Seawald, former Met reliever, was a Mariner at one point recently. In fact, so much so as last year, he got a save against the Mets at City Field and started taunting us, even though mm. we let him go because he was not good for us. So <laughs> never really got that whole bit. But um, <laughs> Robinson Cano, former mm. Met Mariner. Yeah. Uh, who else? There's more. More. There's way more to go around the list. Uh, but I don't. I don't have time to go down this rabbit hole fully. So yes. those are just a few of those. Just to name a few. If those aren't enough examples for you, I do not know what to tell you. Go look it up. Damn, Jack putting a lot of Otis on the. Uh, I mean, no, I gave like five guys. I gave five guys. That's not enough, you know. To you gave a whole restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> no, you can get a five course meal out of those. You know, it's like you ever you know go to Five Guys? I'm not. No, don't. Five Guys? No, you don't like it? Nope. Fred, it's good. Me too. I don't get it. I don't understand. Well, you don't like burgers, okay? And just un-American to me. But wow. You questioning my patriotism? Oh, 100%. Excuse With this. Me. Excuse me. Who's With the this one decision. who plays Lee Greenwood's American Patriot on replay? Look. You look, know that album? Look. There you know is, that album by heart? There, there, is, there is, I think, a few defining characteristics to the American culture like that go like set way back. And grilling and eating barbecue food. I eat hot dogs. July, I eat hot dogs. Being a hamburger. No. Hot dogs are So you like a hot dog valid. and not a hamburger? Yes. What? I don't eat the bun. What, do you eat the dog? Yeah. On a fork. Okay, yeah. All right. You put any, you're weird. just plain a hot dog? Yes. The plain old like hot three dog. three of them. I can't eat a plain hot dog. I'm built different. I got to eat like ketchup and mustard. No. That's it. No. That's it. 100%. Ew. What do you mean, ew? Ew. I feel like a one hour a one hour talk show with us talking about food would be really funny. Gross. Would be really funny. <laughs> it would just be me going, that's gross. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, because you like five things. I like them a lot though. I always get told, like, when I eat something and I like, you know, enjoy it, people always tell me, you make that look so good. <laughs> yeah, because you have to put in ten and like incredible like um, effort, effort slash like awareness on those five foods because those are the only things you eat. Right, and so like I, my palate is just like it's like M- Mitch is drifting diet. through the universe. So it's it's like no bad ew ew. Mitch ew. is dying, and then when it finds something it likes, it's like oh. <gasps> Mitch's diet is like that of a seven year old. Okay, 
I don't need to be insulted. I have SPD. It's true. I have SPD. It's true. I have SPD. Mitch, Mitch, your diet consists of chicken nuggets and fries, tasty cakes, goldfish, hot dogs. Pizza. Pizza. Now with the cheese. Pizza with cheese. That is a huge emphasis With there. cheese, Mr. Squidward. With cheese. <laughs> so. Okay, do you, know, do you know what SPD is? I know. Sensory processing disorder. I'm messed up, Jack. <laughs> At least I have an excuse. So you're gonna you're gonna make me look bad. No. It's not looking bad. <laughs> you're gonna make me look insensitive. No! You're not <laughs> insensitive. You're it's gonna... funny. <laughs> I, no, I don't like food. Yes. I don't care. <laughs> I don't like food. I don't care. <laughs> Food's overrated. <laughs> Who needs it anyway? Who's more overrated? Food or Bryce Harper? Oh, Bryce Harper. No, yeah. I was just watching a video actually when you walked into the studio of uh Bryce Harper being the quote-unquote most overrated player in baseball. Uh, I think he's one of the most hated players in baseball. He is, yeah. Which I love. I mean, it's kind of good reason. No one likes us. No I mean, one he fits the city he plays in. Yeah. Just like the fans. But Classless. Uh, no, I, just, I, don't, I don't. You're not insensitive. I just don't like food. It's yeah. funny. Everyone yells at me for it. So I don't know if I call it yelling. It's just. No, people yell at me for it. Oh, yeah, I don't. My parents. You will eat this and look it! <laughs> Gary, you are going to finish your dessert and you are going to like it! I thought we were on like the same that's page what, That's not what I'm talking about, you bubbling buffoon! <laughs> Ooh, that was a good one, Squidward. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to move on. Oh, uh, we're done with MLB for the day. We'll be, we'll be talking about all that more on Monday because we'll actually have some spring training games to talk about. How some about extra that? tidbits. Last so, time we don't have any games to gear talk up. about. Last weekend, uh, well, actually, th- we're not last weekend because this is the first weekend. This is the first weekend for about a six-plus month stretch where I will go with Mets baseball in my life. Technically, it's about five. Not without it. Be quiet. <laughs> quiet! <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> It's actually four and uh, three quarters months. What? The All Star break is uh, like it's mid July. It, it's, it's eight months actually. I just counted. Eight. February, March, April, May, June, July. July, August. There's gonna be a weekend September. in July. September. There's gonna be a weekend in July where there's not a weekend in July. There is. The All Star break is in the middle of the week. Right, but I feel like it it hovers. The Mets play a weekend series that same week home against the Dodgers. Right after it though. No. Really? No. I always feel like the there's that... The All-Star break's like four days. I feel like there's that one weekend, though, that gets games moved. No. Really? It doesn't. Are you sure? I'm I'm in July Are right now. Are you sure? The Mets play... The, the last game for the All-Star break is a Sunday day game mm. on the road against San Diego. And Off Monday, all home run derby is Monday. All-Star game is Tuesday. Off Wednesday, Thursday. Home on Friday the 14th against the Dodgers. Don't I feel like a fool? All right. I, apo- I would like to formally so apologize. In fact, it's up to October. Because the Mets end the regular season on Sunday, October 1st. So that is, counts as a weekend in October. That doesn't count as October. Yes, it is. No. It, the game is being played right, right, in the right. month of October. But you got to get, get to, what's this week? Uh, you got to get to the 25th of October for it to count. No, no, no. Yes. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Because a month isn't just the named month. It's yes, a, it it's is. It's a 30-day oh, no, no, period. No, no, no. It's the name month. No. No. You're playing no. games in that month. You count it. No, you don't. Yes, you do. No, no. Oh, yes, you do, 100%. But, but the games haven't started yet, right? So they're going to start February 25th. So you're what? you're going to go from February okay. 25th to March 25th. That's okay. one month. Okay, so then let's two. just call it September 32nd then. What? Or September 31st. Okay, I'm fine with that. 
Because we're not because the game's being played in October, though, but, so that we can't count the month of October, right? So just, just let's just cross so, out the month, no, and call it September. We're just gonna call it seven plus months. Let's just call it September. Seven two. plus months. Let's just call it September two. Let's just call it seven plus months. Seven months in one week. When I think about the months, I don't think about the like like the full thirty months. I think about games being played in that month. No, I'm not. That's think, why I count I'm not. But I'm not. You're you're thinking of the wrong. So month. baseball doesn't start in March then. No, you're thinking of the wrong sense of the word month. Think oh, of, I know. No, no, no. I know what you're talking about. M O N T H. Like February twenty fifth to March. 25th no, no, no. I'm thinking of any. See, I got into this dispute with a girlfriend's mom one time about weeks. Okay, it's the same principle. Both of you are wrong. All right, a month is any thirty to thirty one day stretch of time. It's also January, February, March, well, April, May, June, July, August. Well, no, no. Seven months. That's not right. What? Because February. Or 28. I don't 28. care. You I didn't don't put care. that in there. I don't care. I, I literally do not. So, but, so, question for you. Answer first. Baseball will be played consistently <laughs> for question. seven plus months. So, baseball. So, by your logic, baseball doesn't start in the month of March. It absolutely starts in the month of March. That's what I, that's what I'm saying. That's my point. But the first month of the season ends. I'm saying it as it counts in the sense of a game being played in that said month. If, if you really want to talk about it like that, then that's that was that's what I've been saying this whole be, time. Th- that's really stupid. Though. That's not really stupid. That is so idiotic. Like if you really want to say there will be baseball games played in. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, That's what eight, I'm saying. Nine of the twelve calendar months of the year. Yes. There is. So, but do you understand how you're twisting the stats? How? Because that you're saying there's gonna be baseball for nine months. Because there is. I'm saying there's gonna be baseball actually for seven months and one week. That's quite a di- that's a seven week difference. How is there you're baseball being for seven months and one week? Starting on February twenty fifth. Going to March 25th, going to April 25th. That's two. Because May, you're counting it as June, 30 July. days. No, but who that's does how that? You, that's how you count. Who does that? What what logically sound person does that? <laughs> bro, bro. All right. Say you say you like yeah, you ever be in those high school relationships where like No. Or at least you know about them. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> where like, you know, you start on like, you know. August 4th. I don't know why you would start in the summer. It's <laughs> high school. All right. October 4th, you and your girl start, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. But that's different. No. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> that's exactly the same thing. <laughs> you don't go, well, we've been dating in three of the months this year. <laughs> well, yeah. well, together well, for like a yeah. month and change. Technically, technically you have, but if you started on like. That's what no one says that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think this is probably one of the best things that's happened. Cause I'm show. right. It's just so funny. It's just so funny because it's getting under your skin so easily. Because if you say, if you say, I'm I going think, away. Oh, wait, wait. I, I if think you we're making say, two correct points here, just differently. Sounded. But no one says what you're saying. Yes, they do. <laughs> it's not real. Yes, they know. People do say that. If if you say, hey kids, me and your mother are going on a vacation for a week. You know, and if and it's Wednesday, you don't be like, all right, so you're back Saturday night. <laughs> no. Yes. You'll be back next Wednesday. <laughs> no, I'll be back Saturday night. <laughs> we got to go to our final break of the We're show. going on a two-week vacation. We'll be back in three days. <laughs> 
three days. Well, how's it the same thing? That's that's, that's what I'm asking. How is it the same? You, you didn't give me the pinpoints of when these dates started. Say you leave Friday, right? Friday what day? Say though? you leave Friday. All right, like the let's end of the take month? our New York trip this week, right? Yeah. Traditionally, you know, some some people say that a week starts on Sunday, ends on Saturday, right? Let's Not let's me. use that for this for sake of this argument. <laughs> I don't use that. Logic. We leave on Friday night, <laughs> and we get back on Sunday. Yeah. So by your logic, this this vacation will take place over two weeks. How? That's what I'm asking. How? <laughs> no, it's the same week. It's the same week. I can't talk about this. We're going to break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show with March Madness. <laughs> wow. Madness. We'll talk about more spring. Yeah. Hey, good pun there. <laughs> we're talking about uh, spring training. We'll be back with that next week on the Monday show. We'll talk about some of the spring training game, some tidbits, stuff like that, maybe even some World Baseball Classic. So that's it for the MLB segment. When we come back, wrapping up March Madness discussion. As always, as the college basketball season is nearing its end. And welcome back to Aviators, everybody here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. K, you are Kutztown after Mitch and I just got over a fun little debate about uh, months and weeks and baseball season and everything in between. I was right. But we're going to move Put on. A poll up on Instagram. We are going to move on. Uh, we got to talk about March Madness. So the upcoming March Madness bracket being released, of course, just 18 days from now. Uh-oh, that's like seven weeks. No, it's uh, it's actually... Is that two months to you? Close enough. Is that two months to you, Jack? Because it's February and March? Yeah. Unbelievable. It's 18 days! Close enough to two months. I can't. I can't. <laughs> this, is, this is truly the embodiment of you can make stats say whatever you want. Oh, yeah. It just shows that you can nitpick. Ah. <sighs> Like a true Mets fan, I honestly, I honestly didn't really even like. I was just taking this and running with it. I took the side of the argument for the sake of the argument, you know. So you're you're admitting that you may be inaccurate. I'm adding that I fabricated the situation. <laughs> fabricated. <laughs> All right. People think I fabricate stories. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> All right. Did I tell you about? We'll, we'll, we'll move about on. This. Yeah. We'll move on. Wow. Wow. Right. I'm, my heartbeat is still like. <laughs> It's going to the... Oh, it's bumping, dude. It's going. You know, Kevin Hart got them bump bumps in my chest? Yeah. You know, I love that commercial. What's that, DraftKings? I think so. Yeah. Get them bump bumps in my chest? Something like that. I love Kevin Hart. You like Kevin Hart? Very funny, man. All right. So. March Madness. <clears throat> what happened uh, over the last two days? Anything of note? Three days! It took me three days! No, but um, uh, seriously, it's great going, buddy. O- over the last couple days, Kansas. Big road win Monday night at TCU, 63-58. Uh, Kansas, they showed they could play multiple ways to win a basketball game, not just scoring 80-plus points. Uh, they did it in a grinded-out style of way. They out-physicaled uh, TCU. They outworked them uh, and kept a very fast-paced team in check to only 58 points. Impressive dub for the Jayhawks in Fort, Worth, in Fort Worth, Texas on Monday night. That was a notable Monday night game. Really dull President's Day slate. But yesterday, a couple big ones. Nova Nation. The Wildcats get a big road win at number 16th-ranked Xavier. Too bad Nova has no shot at the tournament. Oh, I mean, wow. it's true. It's true. I know. It's they, just true. Had, they, just had the, they just had a bad season. It's funny how you said it. Too so, bad they're terrible. Too bad they're extremely average this year and do not have a chance at the NCAA tournament <laughs> unless they win the Big East tournament. That's their only shot. So, interesting there. Kansas State gets a season series sweep of the Baylor Bears, a 10-point dub for the Wildcats in their home building in Manhattan, Kansas. Keontae Johnson led the way with 25 for the Wildcats. Uh, Marquise Noel also pretty decent performance with 14 points and 10 assists, a double-double for him. Uh, Wildcats' big home win here as Jerome Tang continues to shock the college basketball world in his first season 
with K-State as they are most certainly going to the NCAA tournament. I believe a projected <coughs> four or three seed. Maybe I think a three seed is right now um, as it currently sits. Uh, other couple big games last night. A&M, Texas A&M, just into the top 25, and they're going to keep themselves in with a big home win against the Volunteers of Tennessee. 68-63 win for the Texas A&M Aggies. Uh, that's a huge one. Bumps them up, I believe. I've seen them as high as an eight seed in some bracketology predictions. Wade Taylor, the fourth, by the way, for the Aggies at 25. Santiago Vescovi with 14 for the Vols. Tough loss for Rick Barnes and company as they are kind of streaking and not the right direction uh, at the end of the regular season here in the month of February. They have lost four of their five games. Oh, no, 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 sorry. Correction. I stand corrected. They are 2-0, and 2-2, 2-3, 3-4. 3-4 and in their seven games. Math, correct. But they ended against South Carolina and Arkansas. I see they're probably either splitting or winning both of those. They could end the season on a three-game win streak. Uh, but not not good. Not the direction you want to be going in. Uh, getting close to conference tournament time and the NCAA tournament. A little worried about the Volunteers. Team, I'm not worried about it, and this pains me to say, uh, being a Florida State fan, but the Miami Hurricanes, uh, they are they are very, very good. 23-5, and five, second in the ACC at 14-4. and four. I mean, this team's guard play is just... Yeah, and, and, and it's incredible. They can play on the road. They're seven and four away from home. Just got a road win last night against V Tech, seventy six seventy. Isaiah Wong, uh, Nigel Pack. I mean, these these guards. Nigel, guards are crazy. Jordan Miller, you know, you know, Poplar is an incredible three point shooter if he's feeling it. I mean, this team is just loaded with talented guards. Team made their run to the Elite Eight last year before falling to the eventual national champion Kansas. Uh, I think this is a team is geared up who can make another deep run. Guard play wins in March. Miami has a very, very talented guard play, uh, and that's going to win you some ball games. So they are a team I like. They're streaking at the right time. They're hot. They've won seven in a row. Uh, I think they're in a good position uh, down the stretch of the regular season with only two games left, uh, home against Florida State, uh, and then their lone game in March is home to Pitt. So a couple home games in the regular season. Canes in the right direction at the right time. They are peaking when you want to. Uh, big win. Bubble talk. Uh, Missouri. Big OT win at home last night against Mississippi State, 66-64. They grinded out Kobe Brown, uh, the star for the Tigers, led the way with 17 points and, and six boards. Huge win for the Tigers. Keep them in that surface kind of talk uh, in the field. Some have them solidly, and I wouldn't say solidly in, but some have them firmly in. Some have them on that, you know, last four by, last four in type range. Uh, so we'll see how that all shapes up. Uh, but a solid home win uh, for Missouri. Mississippi State really needed to have that one. Uh, as they currently said, I believe, last four in. Uh, would have been nice for them to have that one for the Bulldogs. Could not get it, though. Um, other big games, Marquette, Creighton, top 20 showdown in Omaha, Nebraska. Marquette continues their surprise season by getting a two-point win uh, against the Red Hot Blue Jays. Uh, Marquette, 14-3, and continues to sit atop the Big East. Uh, and They're l- certainly looking like they're going to go into the Big East tournament as the one seed in the conference. They only have three games left in the regular season. All very winnable games. Home against DePaul at Butler and home to St. John's. Uh, all those teams are in the bottom four of the Big East standings. So Marquette, favorable schedule to end the season. Uh, they do appear like they're going to go into the Big East tournament as the one seed. Shaka Smart uh, in his home state of Wisconsin doing great things with that Marquette program. So uh, good to see them back up near the top uh, of college basketball. It's a good thing for them, good thing for the Big East Conference. As a whole, Texas shellacks Iowa State at home last night. Top 25 showed in the Big 12. And when don't we have those? It feels like it happens almost every every night without talent to that conference is. 72-54 win for the Horns. Big win led by their guard pair of Marcus Carr and Tyree Son of the Iowa State transfer playing quite well against his former school. Iowa State projected three seed. Texas two as it stands right now. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I sound like Texas, they're an experienced, experienced team. Uh, they could certainly make a run of March Madness, but we will see uh, in a couple of weeks. Quick message from the KR Notebook, though, before we will wrap up the show. Attention, KU community. Please help spread the good news that Kutztown University was selected to receive $510 free Uber vouchers for the month of February. This is thanks to the active It's On Us student chapter here at KU. Go to their Instagram page, which is at It's On Us Kutztown, to access the QR code and get your free $10 voucher for an Uber ride. The rides cannot be pre-scheduled. This message is of community interest, brought to you by the radio voice of Christian University. Okay, you are wrapping up heavy eaters. Jack, I'm Mitchell Smedley. We are going all things college basketball discussion. Kind of going rapid fire here as I want to get in as much as I can uh, before the show's end. Pretty much all the mobile games from last night except for one more. Texas Tech, Oklahoma kind of fighting to keep their chances alive at a large large bid unless they found a way to somehow win the Big 12 tournament. Texas Tech, 74-63 road win. Red Raiders, Playing pretty well. I mean, they, they they were looking pretty bad there, but they're now 16-12, winners of four in a row, uh, and sit seventh uh, in the Big 12. So, good win for them. Michigan State, though, uh, get a big home win against 17-ranked Indiana, 80-65. Good for Michigan State. Good for that campus after the events that happened there over this past week. Yes. Um, you know, with all that stuff, and that's very serious. So, glad, glad those, you know, everyone there can get an uplifting moment with a big win. On college hoops, Tom Izzo was very emotional after the win, uh, understandably so, with everything, the, yeah. the, the tragic events that happened there over the past week uh, at Michigan State's campus. Probably should have said this on Monday, but our condolences here uh, go out to all those uh, that were involved in that in that deadly situation. Yeah, I mean, look, as Jack said, uh, an uplifting moment, and you know, but it's only sports, right? Exactly. These it can things, only do so much. You know, it, it's it's a positive, but, you know, the, the negatives that they're dealing with up there, you know, are, are so much heavier, and, and we just... You know, all, all our hearts go out to uh, to everyone involved, everyone affected, and um, you know, just just hoping for everybody to uh, you know to move on as well as possible and, and to be as well as possible, and um, hope that if they need help, they they can get it and and all that stuff. So you know, like Jack said, an uplifting moment. Uh, but sports, you know, it is a, a bonding thing. It is something that brings people together, brings some joy. But you know, obviously, that's a much more serious situation than any sport could remedy. Um, so just just keeping them in our thoughts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well put. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry about I that. Tried. Well put, Mitch. All right. We're going to look at some big upcoming games rest of the week. Tonight, Providence-UConn top 20 showdown at the XL Center up in Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, no, excuse me. Gamble Pavilion. They, they play at like two different arenas. It's weird. Um, but in stores, Connecticut. Sorry. Wrong town. Uh, so at the Gamble Pavilion, big game. Big East, two of the top teams. Providence, uh, they're trying to... Keep pace with uh, with Marquette. Uh, Providence right now will be the two seed of the Big East tournament started today. UConn would be the five, uh, and they don't really have a shot to catch anyone in front of them. But just it would be a nice uh, big home win uh, against a top twenty ranked opponent uh, in Providence for the Huskies. Outside of that, tonight looking for kind of any bubble type games. Uh, Syracuse, Clemson. Clemson needs that one uh, quite badly, I would say. But their loss to Louisville kind of puts them out of it for good. I mean that that one was a crusher, absolute crusher for the Tigers. Uh, at one point looking really good to be in the tournament. Now, not so much. Kentucky at Florida. Wildcats need to keep piling up wins uh, as, as it currently stands. Doesn't help. Uh, it doesn't hurt uh, to, excuse me, to boost that resume a little bit more. Not that Florida's a great win, uh, but you know, a loss can set you back uh, more than a win can push you forward at this point in the season. So it's just getting wins to keep yourself ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, NC State Wake Forest. Uh, it's an ACC battle. I mean, NC State's pretty much in Wake Forest. I don't think it's got a, too much of a shot at this, as it currently stands. Uh, and then wrapping up tonight, Iowa-Wisconsin. Wisconsin needs that one. Uh, and then New Mexico-Boise State. Lobos need that one bad. 
Uh, some have him as first four out right now. Last four, depending on where you look. Lobos need that win. It would be huge against Boise State, who's the last four by team right now. That could help shake things up, not only in the Mountain West, uh, but in the in the bubble side of things as it stands as well. Uh, looking at tomorrow night, uh, Penn State, Ohio State. Nittany Lions need to get as many wins as they can. They cannot afford a hiccup uh, at this stage of the game. A loss to Ohio State, who's not a good team this year on the road, albeit wouldn't hurt as much, but it would still hurt quite a lot uh, and could put a damper uh, and a lot of excitement uh, that Penn State is trying to keep their bubble. You know, they're, they're on the bubble, I would say for sure, uh, but a loss to Ohio State could really, really put a hurt on any shot that they have at the tournament, I think. I wouldn't, know, I wouldn't say it's the dagger in their tournament chances, but it would put a serious dent on their percentage hopes uh, to get into the, in, in, to the field of 68 when it is all said and done. Uh, for looking tomorrow, a lot of mid-major stuff. Uh, Northwestern Illinois, Big Ten matchups uh, always huge down the stretch. Uh, it's pretty much it. We're going to fast forward to this weekend. Uh, Saturday games, Saturday slates always loaded uh, with solid games. I uh, mentioned Florida State, Miami already. Creighton going to Villanova. They're going to try to bounce back. Are the Blue Jays, TCU, Texas Tech. Texas Tech needs to keep getting wins. TCU, they're going to be in the tournament at the end of the day. Um, let's see. Bama, Arkansas, good one in the SEC. Should have your eyes on that one. Two very talented teams going at it. Top 10 showdown in Waco, Texas between the Longhorns and the Baylor Bears. Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Big 12 games, always good with how high quality those teams are this year. I don't want to keep beating that drum at the same time, uh, but it is important to note of that. West Virginia going to Allen Fieldhouse, take on the Jayhawks of Kansas. Auburn, Kentucky should be a good one. Two teams, both 18 and 9, similar standing around the SEC. Um, let's see, that should be another good one. And there's so many games that I have to keep trying to score down. Virginia, North Carolina, different to talk about the heels. 0-10 in quad one games. They need those wins badly. And if they can get one against Virginia, it would be their first quad one of the year. Would help boost them up. Honestly, in my opinion, they shouldn't even be near the tournament discussion uh, if, with their quad one record and overall resume as it stands. Uh, but the brand in North Carolina is kind of just keeping them in this talk, uh, which is kind of a shame. And that should not be how it works. Uh, but it's unfortunately the way it is because if North Carolina's in the tournament, more eyes are on the television because it's one of college basketball's biggest brands. So that's a little bit unfortunate, uh, but that's just kind of the way business stuff goes, all about the money at the end of the day. Um, Indiana-Purdue, top 20 showdown in Mackey Arena. Very, very big rivalry there in the Big Ten. Should be fun to see that as well. Um, St. Mary's-Gonzaga, that could be very crucial in deciding the WCC regular season title. Uh, as Gonzaga just hits one game back, if they get a win uh, against the Gales, they could split a share of the regular season title where they believe the Gales coming in as the one seed into the WCC tournament. Uh, so that is a huge one. These two teams already met uh, in, I believe it's, um, I, I forget what town. Forget what town St. Mary's plays in. But St. Mary's got the win on their home floor against Gonzaga earlier in the season. Huge one to watch out for. And then wrapping it up Sunday, um, Penn State hosts, uh, Penn State hosts Rutgers. Rutgers, another big game for the Nittany Lions. Got to keep winning games. Got to have that one too. Uh, Northwestern Maryland should be fun between two tournament teams projected out of the Big Ten. Uh, and that's going to be for that. And the conference tournament to the major start Monday with the A-Sun tournament first round starting Monday. So, I mean, we're getting there. Last week of the regular season for some of these mid-majors, uh, for the major conferences, they have a you know, game or two in early March. Uh, and then they'll have their conference tournaments in the uh, early second week of the month. So, it's it's there. We're getting there. Less than 20 days away from the tournament field being selected. It is, it is here. Two it is months time. away, Jack. No, stop, <laughs> stop. So it is time. It's time to start, Sorry. you know, if, you, if you're planning on filling out a bracket this year, uh, I'd start paying attention now. Like, down the stretch of the regular season, this is the point where you want to start, you know, if you haven't been following along all season, start to get some intel on these teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, start to, you know, know, you know, teams you like, teams you don't like, looking at some of the stats, use the historical trends that people put out. 
Uh, but that's more about like when the bracket time comes out. Uh, but still, just start. You know, it doesn't hurt to get an extra step ahead of your bracket uh, competition. You know, if you want to win your bracket pool this year, uh, I'd say now would be a good time to start tuning in. To try to get that extra step and that extra edge uh, if you haven't been following along too heavily. Well, that's going to do it uh, for us here today. Uh, we will be back on Monday morning, bright and early, 9 a.m. as always. Uh, for the rest training, of the Jeff. day, for the rest of the day, we got Bob and Vibin at noon, yes, hosted do. by Kaylee. Uh, we have My House uh, coming up later tonight, uh, hosted by VP Abby Regs. Uh, and Outstanding Originals, hosted by Jason Flegelman as well. So some fantastic student-based programming coming up throughout the rest of the day. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. As always, your listenership, very much appreciated uh, from not just Mitch and myself, but for everyone here at KUR. It's great for the station uh, to have our student-based programs uh, be supported by the listeners out there. Uh, we'll be back Monday morning talking all things college hoops, spring training, yeah. uh, and plenty more here on Heavy Hitters. So we will be back. Have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the weekend and enjoy watching some sports. Peace out.